first stop, ah, yes, well, that's a giveaway. Time to drop in on Annie Smithers, inspect the crops and muse on festive foodery. Tidings of comfort and joy, Annie. It's a lovely expression. It is kind of nice if you think about it for a bit. Tidings of comfort and joy. That combination, seldom attained in real life, of comfort and joy. Yeah. simultaneously. Have we just become too bitter and twisted in our uh, would, evolution would as that, humans? Would that work? Tidings of bitter and twistedness, I Yeah, well, say. let's not say that. That's, and that's happy, very happy, grinchy. Happy, happy Christmas. Happy, happy holidays. Happy holidays, <laughs> happy Christmas, happy all of those things. Here in your garden where I have seen seasonal wonder, a, a glimmer of bright red. It is a very Christmas colour combination at the moment because we have... The bright red, not only of the strawberries in their green setting. They look rather lovely. They do. But in amongst here is the most extra... They're like parrots almost, that flash of green (laughs) and red. Because we have oodles and oodles of red currants that are shimmering like Christmas baubles, aren't they? They certainly are. A little row of Christmas trees in there under that netting. And, and net you must. Because... Net you must because then there would be nothing to shimmer and shimmer <laughs> yes. and shake in there. It is, it is a glorious uh, early summer day here at Lionville. And he's... The sun is shining. The it sun is, is shining. And the wind is not blowing. So it this is, is a rarity for, for central Victoria. It, it is indeed a day of comfort and joy. And we're looking in, in the extraordinary abundance of Andy's garden for signs of the season. There's those little red bits again. Oh, look at them there. I know. There's, there's, it's, it's, uh, what an, are you going to make with it? Well, I am going to make red currant jelly. That's fair. So, so red currant jelly, and also I will be garnishing things with red currants because obviously there's, yes, we mentioned there's strawberries, but in our little wanderings today, we've also snacked on a few raspberries. So it is a, it is a season where everything has um, come together, so that in you know when we get to Christmas, mm. it will all be ready and perfect. And something to adorn our table. Can I say two words? Yes. Summer pudding. Summer pudding, indeed. But I think um, we sort of when we look at Christmas food traditions, that's not one of them. Sam. That's not Strangely one of them, enough. Jonathan. <laughs> it's not one of them. Um, so Christmas traditions, the the yeah. Christmas food traditions. Yeah, most of our, yeah, the, the Christmas traditions that we have are very much, you're brought from the Northern Hemisphere. They are not, uh, they are not things that necessarily are suitable, but they have that, that thing that they're part of our heritage and they are things that even if we're not Christian, we all, we all get to have Christmas holidays. So, uh, might as yeah, well we might as well, might as well eat well and uh, drink well. It's kind of nice just to adapt, uh, adapt those traditions. And there's something, there's something lovely about marking a particular moment with the appropriate time-honoured stuff traditions, that goes with it. It's, but adding, I don't shy away from that. No, but adding that beautiful seasonal touch. And I think mm. if we turn back around and look at the red currants, hello, hello, red currants, um, is you know another one of the great Australian Christmas traditions, which has nothing to do with England whatsoever, is pavlova. <laughs> so we get to have a pav at Christmas that is laden with berries. So all the summer fruit are in tip-top condition 
for our summer pavlova and our Christmas pavlova. So I think that you, you know, again, we've made that our own. And instead of having, you know, holly on the, holly on the uh, Christmas pudding, we get to decorate it with sprigs and sprays of these beautiful red currants. You've got a, quite a substantial bit of your garden is given over to berries. It's a... Well, it's a it's, it's a, a thing. Cli- it, it is a thing. It's a climatic thing for us. Um, so we do because of where we are. We grow beautiful berries. So it is a an opportunity to use our climate for what grows best. Um, I mean, another another lovely Australian you know tradition with Christmas is seafood. Yep. So, you know, I love nothing more. Have you planted any lobsters? No, I haven't planted any lobsters. Um, yeah, crayfish seem, uh, I don't know, I, I struggle with crayfish. They seem like old men of the sea. But um, I do love a grilled prawn. And um, at the moment I've been, yeah, grilling some beautiful prawns from Western Australia in their shells. So they get that beautiful sort of, yeah, that, that lovely charring and sort of, you know, bisque type, you know, sent from the shell. Any, any technique advice on that? So I grow up, uh, the ones I've been buying are, they're big whole green prawns and I split them, so I turn them on their backs and I split them right down the middle. So it's, you know, from the head all the way down and then flatten them down with the palm of my hand, clean all the innards out of them. And I think it's a, it's a good reference in sustainable things that a prawn that has been produced beautifully will have guts in it. And a prawn that has been raised in a plastic tub with numbers, like feeding numbers, um, has very little excrement in it at all, which always seems sad. But... I want a well-pooed prawn. I want a real poo prawn. So I flatten them out. And then I brush the shells with a bit of oil and I pop them on a very hot barbecue. And I wait until the, uh, the flesh is, you know, you can see that it's changing from, you know, opaque mm. to white. And then we do that ridiculous, we love this expression in kitchens. We turn them over and just kiss them on the grill. Um, they go. And then I do a beautiful, and again, yeah, this is, you know, this is pure Australian multiculturalism, um, is I make the, the nhoc nham or nhoc cham uh, dipping sauce that the Vietnamese make with the chilli and garlic and fish sauce, uh, lime juice, sugar, palm sugar. And I toss uh, beautifully ripe white nectarines in that, sliced white nectarines. And I pour that, a bit of mint, chiffonade of mint, a bit of, you know, if you want a bit of Vietnamese mint in there as well. And I pour all that over the prawns as they've come off the barbecue. Dressing the garnish for something like that is a real, it's a really nice, subtle treat, I think. Absolutely. Mm. And it gets to showcase all these beautiful seasonal wonders that we have. Yes. And I'm just brought you over here because apart from the fact there's a very large milk thistle <laughs> is, um, I'm just having a poke through the nets to see if I've got any gooseberries. And see, there's some gooseberries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see okay. the little greeny, grapey yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, they can indeed. Now, they're, they're, still, they're still a few weeks off, but they... Um, they will actually probably be ripe for Christmas and it very might, you know, maybe I'll Looking get a f- like grapes at the moment. Maybe I'll get a full out 
a gooseberry gooseberry fool. Yeah, we always need a fool at Christmas. Oh, look, there's more red baubles. Red currants are extraordinary. Yeah, we've never had so many. What's the bush like? Is the the bush easy to handle? The bush is very easy to handle. Um, It is a, they like to grow on second year canes. So there's a bit of, there's a bit of pruning in, you know, knowledge involved. Um, So as a result of failing the currants the last couple of years, which could have been La Nina, could have been, Mm. could have been lack of skill, um, (laughs) is... We had a lot of trouble with wind damage. So all of these plants actually have some steel rings around them to keep them upright because yep. the reds are more delicate than the blacks, which don't need any help at all. And we didn't prune them at all this year. So we've just right. let them go. And so we have this, you know, quite quite alarming amount of, you know, red currants in here. I mean, look at them all. Let's let's pull a net up, Jonathan, and have a look in here. Um, I mean, look at them all in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness, yes. Yeah, we're going to be... Oh. So so red currant jelly... Will be a thing. Will be a thing. And that's just a a straightforward preserving job? Well, it's a very... Jamming sort of thing? Well, it's it's reasonably straightforward. So the jelly process will be I will collect all my red currants. I will keep the really nice ones for eating. And the less nice ones I will boil up in water and then I will strain them through muslin hanging over on a, on a stick hanging over a chair and never, never squeeze it because they'll go cloudy. And then I will add equal quantities of sugar to the amount of liquid that I have. And hopefully I will get lots and lots of jars of exquisite red currant jelly, which I will be able to serve with my ham or my pork or my, you know, all the things on Christmas Day. It's not far away. But it's not far I think, away. I, think I, I, I can sense, though, that it's all going to take its, it will, its, its due process. It will happen. Yeah. And then we're standing at the moment in front of elderflowers. Mm. So I've been very busy making elderflower cordial. Yeah and an elderflower syrup that I might use. So, you know, in this day and age, there's, uh, there's lots of room for non-alcoholic beverages. And by using, you know, the aromatics from the garden is, you know, the elderflower with a bit of crushed, the elderflower cordial with a bit of crushed rhubarb in it um, and a bit of the lovage over there makes a delicious, delicious non-alcoholic drink for those who don't want to uh, partake in uh, the more uh, alcoholic beverages. Look, a, a very berry Christmas to you. And a very berry <laughs> Christmas for you. And as soon as Christmas is over, <laughs> yes. I will make you a summer pudding. Oh, that's a tuck to look forward to. Right. I'm a bit fond of them. Well, I, th- I, I uh, suspect that I might actually be coming to see you as a visitor. Well, we make one for as you. As a friend. <laughs> yes. And I may bring you a... I might, I might bring you to your little house. I might bring a summer pudding. How would you feel about I'd, that? I'd feel... It, would that be a nice late Christmas present? A, a tingle with expectation until oh. that happy day. Oh, I'm just fiddling with my apples here that are not being espaliered as they... they well, there's a lot to do free. in the garden at this time of year. There is. It's, it's glorious. It's all happening. 
Jonathan, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to everybody that enjoys our waffling on about food and <laughs> recipes and and it's very lovely to to know that so much so many of you enjoy what we talk about and if you don't we're, we're sorry about that too yeah we're really yeah, sorry we but really are yeah. honestly no i can't apologize enough frankly yeah so happy christmas to all Annie Smithers there. And Annie, back to share more eminently sustainable culinary knowledge in the new year. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.